0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort from Pixelkin.org, and I am joined today by my two favorite people in the entire world, Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat. How are you doing, Brianna?
1: I'm ready to have some accelerated geek conversation today. Is it going to be really accelerated It's going to be be... so, like, time, space is going to compress into awesomeness, and it's just going to explode all over the show.
0: How many light years of accelerated geek conversation do you think we'll have? At least over nine thousand. Oh, whoa! <laughs> That's a little extreme. I don't think I was ready for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm also here with Christina Warren, senior tech editor at Mashable. How are you today? Are you ready to accelerate? I'm ready to accelerate.
2: I I'm ready to put shift things and 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 accelerate for
0: sure. You're in charge of shifting. Okay. <laughs> I,
2: I I don't. I so I don't drive. So I was assuming that. Don't you like shift into another gear to accelerate? Like, doesn't that you hold, do? Like, you yeah. do. Okay.
0: Like, well,
1: maybe don't I should be in You don't have to.
0: You could. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you're a cool person who drives stick, then yeah, I I shouldn't. Yeah. 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 I
1: drive a motorcycle, which has a clutch and a transmission. It makes so, you the coolest yeah. of the three of us. Yeah, yeah. It really mm. does. Can can I derail the show just right away? <laughs> rather Go for rather, it. So did you hear the news that came out this week that with IDW's independent comic, they've made Kimber and Stormer gay for the new Jump comic? <laughs> yes! What? Yes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yes! yes. Oh, my God.
2: That's fantastic. I know. It's
1: like Are they've been serious? reading my fanfic. I'm
2: really they excited. They really have. Yeah. Oh, my God kimber and stormer are, that's amazing i know that's a really good couple too i know i'm googling this and i'm, I'm like really hot i'm like
0: i can't even think of the words <laughs> oh my that's god actually that's actually really so... hot that's that's, that's 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 like taylor swift like carly claus hot that, that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> i didn't think anything could be that hot but here we are right oh my <laughs> god
1: this i is... can't wait to like watch those episodes again and with all the new subtext that's going to be there it's oh my be god great
0: this is great. They've got that whole red and blue hair thing going on. The contrast, contrasting colors, uh, hot and cold. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it red? I can't. It's like orangish, pinkish red. It's like all of the colors. It's red. It's red. It's, it's red? red. Okay, cool. But,
1: I mean, have you guys seen the comic book art for that? Because it is Mm-mm. awesome. I love that art style. I have You know seen when it. you see an art style and you just instantly are like, yeah, you're getting all my money. Like, here's my credit card. Just let me subscribe. <laughs> do you know that that feeling when
0: you see the art? Uh, I do now because I'm looking at it. Oh yeah. my yeah, god! Yes, oh my! This is fantastic. This is the best. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've won gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kimber and Stormer won everything.
0: So. Yeah, really did. It's
1: over. It's over. Is there any
0: other news for this week? I don't think it no, matters.
1: I think that's over. Yeah, someone out there is going to be really lesbians, angry. Glambians. There's going to be some like really anti-gay gem fan that's going to be like,
0: no. How could how, how could you be a gem fan and be anti-gay? How could you watch? I was going to most say it's the gay- fabulous <laughs> the gay- show. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's not a show that's any more gay than Jim, and I would say them the best possible way. Like, <laughs> I'll, seriously. I'll how could you be, like Jem made me gay after the episode where we talked about Jem. <laughs> ever since then, just went completely that direction on the Kinsey scale. It's over now.
1: I have, yeah, I mean, Kimber and Stormer, they are team switching hot. So mm-hmm. they, know, totally they totally saying, are. They totally are. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm telling you, this is like this is like the the cartoon version of Carly and Taylor, and <sighs> and that's been. Which did you guys see the Vogue cover and and the photo yes. spread? yeah the no, where like, they
0: look like they're getting engaged right, in the desert right, yeah and yeah, i completely cried, like <laughs> and i'm like i'm like i please let them be girlfriends please because that would just be so hot and so awesome i the entire victoria's secret fashion show this year i was like how how many of them is taylor swift going to flirt with i can't <laughs> how is my heart gonna take i was like for, i was like please
2: kiss them all i was like just kiss them all <laughs> Just I was it. really
0: disappointed in Ariana Grande. She was like, "Oh, can I can I touch the butts? Can I like spank them as they walk by?" And I was like, "Yeah, girl, get some." And she never did. She never went for no. it. I was like, "This is so disappointing." If Come on, Ariana, do that. I love Yeah, you. totally her. If they're cool with it, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Why not? I mean, it, it's yeah. You're right. Today exactly. on Rocket, we spank Victoria's <laughs> right, Secret right, models. Right, right.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Christina, you're a powerful media woman. Like, can you make that happen? Can you pull some some strings at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show? Can you do that? <laughs> no, you
0: I don't think so. You know how they always have musical guests? Next year, it'll just be us doing a live podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that would be and, and actually, awesome. yeah, that would be amazing. And then what would actually be funny is that you know, instead of everybody making like comments about how like the me- like men like overly sexualize and like demean, like like the, the whole nature of the thing, it's like we're the pervs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's me literally every day in the Pixelkin office. That I shouldn't associate that with Pixelkin. I'm sorry. Um that's me every day Leave in there. my own Leave that private in the show, life.
1: Destroy, destroy simone's career.
0: So, yep. yeah. <laughs> Rihanna, did you know how off the rails this would go when you said you were going to do I had high hopes I had really high <laughs> hopes and I've not been disappointed so, no, but I this, always this is amazing. you can tell Carly Kloss that I always <laughs> deliver I'm sorry, I don't want to steal Taylor Swift's girlfriend, that's not nice of me
2: no, because then, then she'll write a song about it and the song will
0: be amazing, so do it dude, you've just convinced me <laughs> nothing could sell me harder on that I guess I could date a Victoria's secret model, I guess. Whatever. And then get a song written about you being like the other woman. Yeah. Ooh. God, that's all I- well, this'll clash with my plan to be Taylor Swift's best friend. Like, it,
2: I was gonna say that that is the one downside is that she yeah. would not she would Something tells me she holds a grudge as she as one should, frankly. You know, if like you steal someone's girlfriend, well, like you yeah, should I like, wouldn't
0: forgive me. Yeah. That'd be yeah. terrible. Well well although maybe like maybe she'd be a bigger person, maybe she'd be the Debbie Reynolds in this situation. Maybe they're poly and I can just join in. <laughs> <laughs> our, our predominantly wow. male audience is so wow. excited by this conversation wow. right Let's now. Let's not, you know, put limits on Taylor Swift's fictional relationship with Carly Kloss. Surmise this relationship. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> It's real in my I'm heart. I'm
1: speechless. I'm speechless. I could go get some wine and just liquor it up during this podcast. Is that okay with it's you guys? It's that kind of night. Can apparently, you, you do that? is that, that kind of night?
2: <laughs> no. So on my laptop, I'm at work right now. My laptop at work, I have um Slater Kinney's Bob's Burgers as my background. But at home, nice. legit, my background is the Carly and Taylor photo where they're like, are their arms around each other from 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 Vogue? Like that's legit oh. my background
0: so cute that's awesome yeah i, that's I love awesome. taylor swift so much you're christian never gonna you, be my best yeah. friend now after this but go on sorry. no she
1: could she could i mean christian like do you get to i mean i know it's like yeah you talk to the t-mobile ceo or whatever but do you sure. ever get to like hang out with like taylor swift or anything like that you know actually like, uh, cool no thing? yeah
2: no no i mean i mean, no i mean i've i've met i've interviewed celebrities but like no, I mean, not, not like that. Certainly not Taylor Swift. I I, I am. I have been trying to angle for a Taylor Swift interview for a long time because my first question would be, as it should be, other than, like, what's the deal with Carly, would be, no, that would be my first question. My first question would actually be, <laughs> what do you think of Swift on security? Oh, I know, right? That would be my first question. I'd be like, are you aware that there is an amazing contingent of, like, IT nerds who are infosec people who are, like, obsessed with you? What's your take?
0: I'm- I'm waiting for the day when she becomes, I don't know, the face of some tech brand or something. That's going to be your Oh, inner, my God. Exactly, exactly. Oh, my exactly. God. Taylor Swift selling the Apple smartwatch. Oh, totally.
2: And the thing is, is that, it, it, you know, and, and then she's, I mean, she's very digitally savvy and whatnot. She stalks mm-hmm. people's tumblers and whatnot. So there's like angles. There, are, There's such an easy angle for me to get in and get an interview. It's just a matter of You'll getting get there. Hopefully, well, and then and then and then it's gonna be one of those things where i will be like, um, a can so t- talk and we be friends, and then I'll be like, so my friend Simone's really cool, and she wants to know if you want to be poly and with single. her, and and and, and, and single, <laughs> and she wants to know if you want to be Polly with her and Carly because that would be really awesome, mm-hmm. and and my friend Brie and I would like to watch, and it <laughs> <we'll> probably get <laughs> and I, I talk to and we'd like I'll to do it live it. Yes. on the podcast, right, right, we would, we would, and then she'd be like, I feel uncomfortable, and I'd be like, and I feel uncomfortable asking, but I had to ask. And that's how Christina never interviews Taylor Swift ever again. Right, right.
0: (laughs) Just tell her that I put you up to it. It's all my fault. (laughs) I'm going down anyway. I might as well go down, like, in a big gay pile of flames. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let's do it. Can we call that the episode <laughs> title this week? And that's big a big gay, gay pile of flame. Pile big of
0: gay flame. pile of flame.
2: That's I think awesome. that's the episode title. I think that's it. I think that's the episode that's title. Awesome.
1: Well, I think that's a great segue to Superfish. So <laughs> it actually sure is. It is.
0: <laughs> oh. Speaking of oh, disasters, <laughs> segue into pure evil.
1: So, all right, who wants to introduce this topic? Who wants to introduce it this week? Should I I get into it? So, all right, so um, I'm sitting there, and it is like it is like twelve o'clock. It's like midnight here, and I'm trying to get to bed. And I see, you know, Swift on security. And by the way, if you are not following Swift on security, you should. Is the awesomest Mm -hmm. juxtaposition of like it stuff (laughs) in taylor swift (laughs) and the person that writes this account so the idea is it's taylor swift but it's the most hardcore it like nerdy like root certificate like (laughs) the most awesome (laughs) awesome juxtaposition there but what i also really like about this account is you know they kind of talk about security and they really advocate for normal people. And you know, the Swift yes. on Security account um, wrote a really cool thing. It was like this um, this tale of a, a like a 17 year old high school student that you know believes her computer secure because like it says defended down the corner, but the truth mm-hmm. is it's not. And I just really respect this account. and It's hilarious and interesting and awesome. So anyway, it's 12 o'clock at night, and you know, Swift on Security is tweeting about. You you know, Superfish. and you know the basic story with this is uh lenovo has been putting out laptops for about uh it's it, christina help me out is it the last year or so On um, no
2: because they're claiming it goes back to september um there there's some consternation about that but they're, they're claiming since i guess since august okay okay august september so
1: for, but for quite a while a non-trivial amount of time um mm-hmm. and basically lenovo has um released this spyware uh, adware on on their machines, and the problem with it is, you know, it's one thing to kind of, you know, buy a Microsoft machine and the the company puts some crapware on it. You know, like <laughs> that's nothing special. We're we're used to that kind of evil. But uh, basically, what they ended up doing was, um, they they basically hacked the certificate in the user's browser to kind of like inject ads into it, and which is is terrible. Um, but mm-hmm. what makes this just catastrophic to the point where, you know, you just can't like we could probably do 10 podcasts about how, how terrible this was, but um, yes. they did it in a really um, ridiculously unsecure way uh, where basically they were leaving uh, the user's browser open to man in the middle attack. So if you, mm-hmm. yeah, before any of these you know fixes were put into place, uh, if I'm on a Lenovo machine and I logged into my banking account, um, actually they could perform man in the middle attack and have access to all of that. Um what mm-hmm. makes it even worse is the you know the root certificate of it. Um you know basically it was it was implemented in this really sloppy way so a user could you know, theoretically go back and, and hack this, this root certificate and then, like, impersonate Microsoft sending you an update to your computer and then just inject spyware into your box. So, you know, it's and just, it, it's, it's, it's the height of irresponsibility. Like, it's not yeah. just crapware adware. It's making users completely vulnerable and doing sloppy engineering. And, Christine, I'm sure you have a ton to say about this
2: yeah no exactly i mean like you you nailed it exactly brie i mean it's bad enough that it's this gross spyware stuff that that's happening i mean that's bad enough but we kind of expect adware spyware to come on pre-installed machines it's just it is what it is but the fact that this was done and implemented in such a poor way it basically breaks https on any web browser mm-hmm. and it doesn't and, it, and it's not just you know some people are thinking you know well if i use chrome or if i use firefox i'm fine no actually you're not yeah nice. because because as as, as brie was saying you know um it's it's basically created this root certificate that's built into windows and is basically taking over um, security stuff on any web browser you have. so just by by the nature of mm-hmm. it being installed, it doesn't matter what browser you're using. this stuff is on there and and like we said, you know um, there are some really nasty potential things that could happen here, including the fact that you know because they use the same certificate for all these machines, someone could basically take it over and then impersonate Microsoft or Lenovo or someone else mm-hmm. and infect tons of people's stuff at once. Uh, when the security um, you know community kind of revealed this, what was really disappointing to me was Lenovo's response and, and <laughs> how the response continues to be. First, they were really defensive and they were like, no, it's not really a problem. Yeah, this it's, gives it's, you
1: <laughs> it's, better prices. What are you comparing no about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were Everything like, they were like
2: it's fine. Like, it's a theoretical risk, but no one's actually <laughs> done anything to exploit this. And then oh. when we point out, we're like, like, well, actually, you know, some security people have. Um, gone ahead, and um, you know Rob Graham from Arata Security actually mm-hmm. has uh, hacked this this root certificate and has actually proven that he can exploit this. And it and was
1: going- easy
0: for him, right? Like it was, this was easy for yeah. him. Like, yeah.
1: nah. Did you read it, the piece of him actually doing the, the, you know, the reverse engineering? Yes. It was, it was really, it, it, it was, seemed, it was trivial. Yeah it, seemed trivial. Oh, it was,
2: yeah. it was trivial, which makes it worse. And then they kind of like, they backtracked. They're like, well, no, 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 we know it's a serious problem, but we said theoretical because we didn't know that, you know, this had happened. We, we don't want to get into a pissing match with the security community is basically what they said. Yeah. They actually <laughs> said, they didn't say pissing match. They said, we don't want to get in a fight with the security community. That's what they told, um, our reporter, uh, Rex Santos, uh, intern rex who did a great job he did a great interview last week with the Intern rex nice. you're giving him intern that? Rex. Yeah, yeah you know he is he's 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 my little rexy i love him all um right, he's he's, right. he's 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 my he's our little intern and he's like our he's like the mashable cat That's he's fantastic that but, is no, but awesome. He, but he did an amazing interview with the cto of, of um of lenovo and asked some serious questions and it was really uh-huh. funny to see this the cto basically like hemming and oh. hawing and he was like okay, you're still trying to claim that people want this terrible adware. And they're like, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, it, you know, wouldn't just admit that, hey, this is all for money. Um, and and then was was still yeah. kind of trying to hedge about how this really worked. Then they released instructions on how to remove the, the malware. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of complicated. Then they finally released like an uninstaller and then Microsoft got it. All these antivirus companies are like, hey, we're going to classify this as you know yeah. viruses and whatnot, but it's just the whole the whole conversation around this has they've it took you know becoming like it took the home the Department of Homeland Security releasing something saying that this is unsafe for them mm-hmm. to finally seem to get oh this is more than just a PR crisis.
1: Well, I think that really gets into the next point, Christina, which is mm-hmm. I mean I, yeah, this. This devastates Lenovo's credibility. I mean, yeah, you like, know, and I think, you know, InfoSec Taylor Swift said it best, <laughs> like, you know, there's no way they didn't understand what yeah. they were doing here. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to be like a, an Apple fangirl here, but something, one of the reasons I do buy that product is like Absolutely. the lack of crapware that comes mm-hmm. on it. You know, like that's, that's a really big feature to me. And I mean, this has to devastate. Like, their perception in the consumer marketplace. Like, how can any like, it's one thing I to, like, make know. a catastrophic <laughs> mistake, but to make a catastrophic mistake and to be
0: pathological liars about it? Yeah, I mean, to be why, like, it's, it's, it's not yeah. just Heartbleed where nobody right. really saw that coming. Right. It's – let's deliberately introduce this completely destructive adware onto – all of the computers. Why right. not? Just all of them. Go right. for it. Right. Not all the Lenovo ones. Not all, literally right. all of them. Thank sure, God. Sure, sure, sure. God. What What was funny to me was Windows marching in as the savior here and updating okay, Windows Defender immediately. Like, right. nope. Of it's course, malware. Idiot. It's going.
2: Well no I mean and because this is kind of points out what has been Microsoft's Achilles heel for a long time which is that um I was on this week in tech on Sunday and I was mm-hmm. kind of de- arguing a little bit we agreed more than we disagreed we had kind of a lively debate uh, Ben Thompson and I and and I really like Ben and and I and I agreed with a lot of his points but I was definitely kind of taking the position of defending the consumer a little bit more yeah. but we were mm-hmm. having this conversation you know, he said you know basically his argument wasn't he's not wrong I just don't think this is an excuse that the differentiating point on, on laptops, is because it's become a commodity, is, is, is oftentimes price. And so they need to get things as, as inexpensive as possible. And that means bundling you know, this sort of stuff and making these sorts of ad deals and, and these, these pre-installed hmm. software deals. Companies are doing that more and more. And that this is kind of what happens. Um, but Microsoft has been facing this problem for a long time to the point that if you go to a Microsoft store, they sell these like Windows, uh, I, I think Microsoft edition laptops that are, are – are, malware-free or basically pre-installed software-free. They cost a little bit more money, but they don't have any of the pre-installed stuff on it. Now, to me, it's kind of sad and pathetic that that they have to do that, but that's kind of the state of where things are. Um, When I worked at Best Buy, and this was a decade ago, we used to offer a service where we would basically charge people $25 after they bought their computer to remove all the crap installed on their brand new computer. And a lot of people would pay for it, you know, and we basically go in and uninstall all the crap that was, that came on there, you know, that, that was of no use that would slow things down. So, I mean, this has been a practice for a really, really long time. And the fact that you're right, Simone, that Microsoft has to come in and be like the white knight and be like, we're going to classify this as what it is and, and update our windows defender thing to get rid of it because lenovo won't do their job
0: yeah (laughs) and otherwise microsoft gets harmed too i mean oh they get hugely harmed yeah Mm Like it,
1: yeah. yeah. You're kind of laughing as you're talking about Microsoft, but I, I kind of feel like that's a little bit unfair there because I mm-hmm. think like Microsoft has been dealing with malware and viruses for for such a long time. They're actually yeah. really good at it. And oh know, no, they definitely, yeah, I definitely are. Are. No, believe that. As much yeah. as I love Apple, I think it's not so much that OS ten is innately more secure. I think it's less attacked for whatever yeah. reason. Well, it's yeah. both. So,
2: yeah. It's yeah. both. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's both. I mean, and and, and, right. and For me, to me, it's not so much laughing at. The Microsoft is doing I think sure. it's more the fact that they're the ones who have to take it on the chin that, yeah. that basically it becomes about them defending Windows reputation rather than you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if yeah. you keep your, if you're using the latest version of Windows and if you're keeping it updated and if you're not installing bad third-party software, then you, or if it's not become, becoming pre-installed on your computer, it's a pretty safe operating system. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just, yeah. but, but I think that, that there is a certain amount of just kind of like ridiculousness in that the 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 OS vendor is having to take this sort of
0: move against one of their partners. A tension there between Microsoft being the most popular, OS, the most common OS, and making these machines, and then ha- or. Making this OS and having the people making machines for it basically undermining them and and and, and, giving them a bad reputation. Exactly. And in
2: this case, Lenovo is the number one OEM. They're the number one computer maker in the world. Yes, they are. Oh, that's terrible. So 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 this is terrible. Exactly. I mean they're number one. And and you know, it used to be HP, but it's been Lenovo for the last couple of, of years and so, this mm-hmm. really, you know, for Microsoft, it has to be kind of a difficult thing, like you're saying someone, there has to be tension because, on the one hand, you know they're their partners, mm-hmm. this is how they make money. they sell licenses to these companies. On the other hand, these companies are kind of making them look bad because yeah. they're putting this crap on their machines and then they're not taking it seriously. Um, but it, it, and yeah. then beyond that, I mean, to me, what what i I don't you know, I don't know what Lenovo thought they were doing. I have to imagine <laughs> that they didn't I have to imagine they were not aware of how poorly you know, this, um, adware was was coded, and the, that it could disable open um, or not um, not open uh, that it could disable SSL. HTTP. Right. Yeah. That right, it could they right. could disable that. I have to think that if they'd known that, they never would have installed it. Oh, well, which... I don't
1: agree with that. I think there's got to be like in my mind, I've got this funny tale of like an engineer that's like being told something by like Lenovo marketing people that have like no idea about the security limitations. And at one point, you know, she just like pours back a bourbon and goes, F it, man!" And then just like. <laughs> <laughs> and that just, like,
2: propagates it? And, yeah, no, you know, I, I was right. kind of, I, I guess, so it's for me, my, my, I guess, you know, I take kind of a either more cynical or less cynical take, depending on how you want to look at it. I mean, on the one hand, I think that you're right, Bree, I think that they probably have somebody, they definitely have people there who would be smart enough to realize, hey, this is not cool, uh this is doing bad stuff. But at the other hand, I almost wonder, like... How much are they actually looking into what these these adware um programs that they bundle with their software is actually doing like what mm-hmm. what what steps are they taking to ensure yeah. that it's actually secure to me it probably it it seems like they're maybe they're running some diff statements, maybe they're not, but they're just like kind of letting it go and and just assuming that everything's going to be okay, but that it's yeah. not
0: I definitely don't absolve them of any blame whatsoever, oh, God, but I yeah. also want yeah. to know how it was sold to them. Yeah. Like, what was that <laughs> What was that marketing session like? Right,
1: right. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's, I mean, you know, if you talk to marketing people, they're going to sit around and they just, they fundamentally think different than engineering people. And I ran into yeah. this all the time in game dev. And, mm-hmm. you know, like marketing people by their nature, I find, yeah, I was talking to Cliff Blasinski about this on Twitter the other day. And they were, they were talking about how, you know, marketing people, no offense to marketing people if you're in the rocket audience, but they tend to be mm-hmm. like backwards looking pattern seeking people. And it's like, well, of course, this has worked in the past. Of course, this is going to be fine. And it, it's very easy for me to imagine in a, a large bureaucracy, especially at their largest mm-hmm. OEM maker in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing <laughs> how how mm. that would fall through the cracks. And, you know, I have a lot of compassion for, like, what Ben Thompson is saying because that is the truth of the Windows market. I mean, sadly, it is a race to the bottom with consumers. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it just – it you know, it just – I guess it's hard to escape the fact that this is not an edge case with Windows machines, like this right, kind yeah. of vulnerability that happens. And mm-hmm. this sadly is a reality of choosing to use that ecosystem. And, you know, I just, you know, we were talking about Taylor's, you know, InfoSec Taylor Swift's opening uh, piece in the opening of this. And I, I can't mm-hmm. help but think that there's, there has to be some accountability. And God knows I don't want it to be like a, a regulatory thing, but there's gotta be something looking out for consumers because they don't know yeah. what the frack root no, certificates are yeah, or anything no. like that. You know? <laughs> and if like if they're buying a computer, I mean don't they deserve to feel like that's safe they sh- to a, will, a precisely. extent, yeah.
2: No, they deserve to know that it's safe and frankly the the excuse that everybody is doing it and that this is a reality of the market isn't good enough. You buy something, no. you shouldn't have to worry about reinstalling your operating system from scratch right. because the person yeah. that You bought it from and in this case you know it was a it was a wide range of of computers it wasn't just the cheap ones it was everything Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to go through um you know uh you shouldn't have to panic and worry that something you just bought is going yeah. to violate your privacy. Yeah. It should um, not
0: be the assumption of capitalism that no. we are always being taken advantage of. I mean, we always should be on guard, but it shouldn't always be the case that <laughs> right, we're being right. used. Well, especially with people way. where
1: they are not able to understand the stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's just not
2: it, exactly. It's it's, it's you're preying on the weak and like, here, right? Exactly. And I think with yeah. with
0: tech people, you you get into this kind of area where it sounds naive and optimistic to say that this shouldn't happen, but it's just a matter of morality, frankly. Yeah. That this shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be... You know, if I buy something, if I if I'm, I'm
2: I sh- I should not have to worry that HTTPS is mm-hmm. is not going to work on my computer because of some adware deal right. that my OEM signed. Right. And, and that's without even talking about, you know, the company behind this, Superfish. You know, they have... <laughs> Who the ref- are it. they? <laughs> well, they're, 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 they have an office in San Francisco, but they're actually an Israeli-based search company, and they're an ad company. You know, basically, yeah. they, uh-huh. they do this stuff, which is basically kind of like they want to make it easy so you can take a photo... Like they make an iPhone app, like you could take a photo and then it would be able to recognize what's in the photo and search the web for it. right. you know, what I mean they they're 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 doing kind of standard, you know, like search ad stuff and and yeah. and that's fine. But the fact of the matter is, other than reiterating Lenovo's point, they haven't said anything publicly. They won't talk. One of our reporters went to their offices last week in San Francisco and was like kicked out. Like he couldn't get wow. inside. Wow. You know, they they won't talk to anybody. and And that's fine. I sort of understand why to a certain extent. But at <laughs> the same time, you know, I feel like, Lenovo deserves the brunt of the blame because they're the ones who got caught. I, I, on This Week in Tech, I used the analogy that it's kind of like doping in sports. It's like, yeah, everybody might do it, but if you get caught, you get banned. And that's just, it is what it is. But I also feel like this company, you know, they've had a lot of really positive, um, you know, uh, press um, over, over the last couple of years and, and especially over the last few months where people write these glowing articles about them and, oh, look at what they're doing and all this money they're raising and their future of ad tech and all this sort of crap. Mm-hmm. No, frankly, like, I don't want to see anybody in my industry writing a positive article about these guys. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, And I don't want to see any other computer companies signing deals with them. And <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want anybody to send them the message that what they were doing and what they were installing was okay. Like they yeah, were no. using some other company's framework and then this has come out that the, the framework that kind of allowed all this is in all this other software, including some security software, believe it or not, which is, ins- which is even more insane.
0: <laughs> so like... <laughs> Um, This rabbit
2: hole just goes deeper and deeper and and exactly like what the Taylor Swift says. I mean, what we're talking about is that regular people can't be expected to know this stuff and they shouldn't be expected yeah. to you know it's easy for techies to say oh we'll just do this or do that or, or I use Linux or I run a Mac or
0: whatever <laughs> oh, great <God. laughs> I was supposed to a
1: story and oh I love Keith so much but he's like hey I don't want to be that guy but Linux and I'm like you are so that guy and don't understand it it's like no. it's, 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 it's like no it's like
2: no. it's like, I don't want to be that guy but well then don't be that yeah, guy because fr- be yeah. the but then don't so, be that guy because frankly so, uh, that's because frankly that's not that's not a valid excuse my mom's not going to use Linux. My dad, no. my dad, my my mom is smart <laughs> enough to use a Mac. My dad has a Chromebook now, but like before the Chromebook, um, the last laptop my dad had was a Lenovo. My sister, I bought her a Lenovo laptop. Like, yeah, you know. It- there there's weren't impacted but you know it makes me think twice and and it's it's one of those things that like mm-hmm. i know that anybody who has one is going to be they're all they're seen is the headlines and they're like well what is this going to do yeah. um and and the reality is is that we don't think it was exploited we think it was caught in time and and that seemed to be kind of lenovo's argument well we don't think anybody's actually yeah, taking advantage of crap. this in the wild that's correct. it doesn't matter yeah. because we great um, you got really lucky that the, yeah. the people who revealed this were were white hat. You you got really lucky that the people who did this had morals and convictions because otherwise this could have been weaponized and released as standard malware and millions of computers that were sold mm-hmm. and that were still being on the on the shelves would be at risk. Right. So, you know, you're really lucky that the security community cares more about, their, about your customers than you do.
1: Well, it just, it also doesn't make sense to me from a business perspective because you're opening yourself up to massive amounts of liability i mean let's say hypothetically Mm -hmm. this had been out in the wild and you know some some hacker group had managed to get a bunch of uh bankers information i'm sorry like i'm not a lawyer but that certainly seems to be opening both you know superfish and lenovo up to massive company endangering catastrophic Like, incorrectly so, legal liability. I mean, so it's bad business to to do this. And I understand, like, when the lawyers – I imagine with Lenovo being such liars about this, I imagine it's (laughs) because the the lawyers are stepping in there. But (sighs) – it's just oh my god yeah. like we're just like exploding a superfish cuz it's such terrible topic uh, it's such you so just much age. Even...
0: and it's going yeah. to have reverberations through not just computer manufacturers but also I think through websites because I mean the whole deal with the the little padlock that we trust so much right. that I can see <laughs> in my Google Docs right now Ooh. the idea that that could be false Google is not going to be happy about that I'm sure no. they're not happy about that so and if we can't, I mean, we put so much faith in companies like Google and Microsoft to protect the the standards that they represent. And if they can't do that visibly in a way that people understand, then it's just this. My, my, the note that I wrote down was just slow, inevitable march towards death. Oh, the yeah. complete death of faith and trust in any company. The complete death of privacy. Right. <laughs> which is you know long-term kind of thing but like you know how how they need to step in and protect their brands and i think that this could be a wake-up call for them to i don't know how maybe microsoft standards shots fired from brianna but yeah maybe microsoft could step in and enforce some standards with the people who install or who license its os on their computers i don't know something something must change
1: i agree Superfish sucks. Should everyone yeah. be involved? Everyone involved. Everyone involved should just quit the industry and go work at Taco <laughs> Bell because this is,
2: you're not doing, you're, you're, Give it up, man. Come on. Like, you know what? You give me a foot else. massage. Go you can't screw else. that up. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, as somebody who frequently eats at Taco Bell, I don't really want them working there either because I don't <laughs> want my I, I don't want my Taco Bell to become infected. Right. There's hardware so- inside you, Christina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 <It's-
0: There's laughs> Did you hear about that senator in Idaho who asked if women could swallow a oh camera for God. a gynecological oh exam? Oh, my
2: God. It's like... If a colonoscopy could get you pregnant, like if if you'd be able, it would be good to go to the uterus, like, uh, like not realizing (laughs) the the stomach, like not realizing that the stomach and the uterus are not connected.
0: Every time I eat, my unborn child is inundated (laughs) and just half-digested food. Oh God i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 i'm i feel like i'm
1: so overwhelmed and dumb right now i don't know if i can continue the show today <laughs> like the stupid we could
0: just talk just... about taylor swift right,
2: yeah. yes exactly well, we should always talk about taylor swift
1: can I, can I, can I like put this on a happier note for a second? So yes. this is going into our next fabulous, awesome topic, which is about a wearable watch. But did, uh, did you guys see, uh, uh, Candace Swampanelle, like talking about Victoria's Secret models, like modeling the Apple watch? Uh, no. Like, oh my God. Yeah. No. So yeah, it's pretty hot. I have to say. I
0: need
2: like a Google notification set up. <laughs> <Yeah. with you. laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Models and Apple Watches. You know, right. That's amazing. Okay,
1: there we go. Boom.
2: I made oh, a Tumblr uh, when um, Google Glass happened for a hot second, which there was somebody made a Tumblr like white guys wearing glass, and so I made womenwithglass.tumblr.com, and it was basically just a bunch of tech journalists um, wearing Google Glass because we were the only women who had it. But um, my cover <laughs> photo, my cover photo was 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 the DVF show um the dvf fashion show where google glass made like its big debut because that was like the one time google glass was cool was when it was at fashion week I would,
1: I would, I was sad wow. when that went away. I would wear that all the time. Like anything that makes me look like a morph in the future, I'm down with So <laughs> I
0: don't know. And then Brianna would be stealing our information with her Google. That's, that's right. You would be. I would totally do that.
1: So yeah, look at this picture of her that's with the Apple Watch. Works. Like, it's great. oh my gosh, she is so ridiculously gorgeous. Like, I just, so I can't beautiful. even imagine a human being more gorgeous than she is. It's ridiculous. Supermodel
0: Candace Swanpole. So, oh, is that how That's, you that? pronounce her name? I, yeah. I no, I made that up. Okay, it could be yeah. something completely different. But I, I have think no it's a idea. very right. romantic name. Yeah,
1: however you pronounce it, she's yeah, she's just ridiculously sweet. Well.
0: Before we go into the next topic, I will tell you all with great happiness and excitement that this week's episode of Rocket is sponsored by PDF Pen Pro 7 Woo! from Smile. Yay! Woo! Thank you. The new PDF Pen Pro 7 brings new features to Smile's versatile, professional-grade PDF editor for OS X, including the ability to edit OCR text from scanned pages, exporting to Excel, PowerPoint, PDF archive formats, and uh, the ability to do PDF form creation with interactive signature fields. Yes. Um, and it includes new features that you'll find in the standard version of PDF Pen 7, like um, OCR text proofing with scanned pages, context-sensitive pop-ups for quick editing, compatibility with iCloud Drive, allowing you to access your files wherever you are, and free from highlight- highlighting to call it drawings and diagrams. So do you guys use PDF Pen Pro 7? I want to get my copy of it because, like, when I all the time, like, you know, running a
1: business, I am constantly signing stuff. Like, I don't even look at it; I just sign it. You know? Um, Oh, good to know. Like, my process of doing (laughs) is, I will actually take it into Photoshop PDFs, which are. You know, it's like uh, there's not a lot of native software that I have on my mm-hmm. Mac for it. So what I end up doing is taking it into Photoshop, and rasterizing it, and exporting out into oh like a, a 400 DPI thing and then like signing it, which is like the most <laughs> antiquated thing.
0: Well, there apparently there is a, a series of videos demonstrating the product uh, by David Sparks at Mac Sparky. He has some videos about it so we can thirst after it but yeah no i pdfs are the bane of my existence i struggle with them daily so knowing about stuff like this that makes them easier to work with um is freaking awesome i haven't used pdf pro 7 but i've used past versions i I had pdf
2: pro 6 and if um you're somebody like me who when you install like your adobe creative suite you Lo- you like literally loathe having having to install, you know, Acrobat <laughs> <laughs> because it's it, 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 it's such a <laughs> nightmare. Oh,
1: speaking of crapware, like but 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 you, what, but you don't yeah.
2: want to install yeah. Acrobat, but yet you need yeah. to do some PDF editing or you need to do some OCR stuff. A PDF Pen Pro is amazing for that. And actually, we ran into I ran into a situation a few months ago where there was um a really interesting article. Uh, a friend of mine wrote a book about Star Wars, and an interview wow. with with someone who's no longer alive was in some mm. Swedish magazine. And he managed to obtain a copy, like of the article, um, and he had it scanned. But then, of course, he had the whole issue of needing to translate it from Swedish to English. I used PDF Pen Pro to do the OCR of recognizing the the Swedish language because it recognized Swedish, and then we were able to oh, run nice. that through a translator. And he was able to get quotes and get context of the interview, and um, that helps him with his book. Oh, that's awesome! That is
1: really cool, Christina.
0: Wow. Dang. Wow. Okay. Well oh, I feel Chris, like I feel down. like
1: this is a good product. <laughs> rocket yeah, so Rocket Listeners should take
0: it out. Yeah, you can learn about PDF Pen Pro and yeah. PDF Pen from Smile at smilesoftware dot com slash rocket, the name of this show. And thank you guys for sponsoring our podcast. Yeah. I like
1: that you, you you respect our sponsors enough to just randomly sing words as you're doing the ad <laughs> read. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love Thank it, you. I I nice. love
0: singing, and I, I can't do it, but that doesn't stop me. Yeah, when you come over to my house sometime, we
1: should play Karaoke Revolution. You mean next week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, did you ever play Karaoke Revolution in the no. PS2 era? Oh, my God. No? Oh,
0: so, so good. good. Oh, my God. So, so good. good. So good. Oh, my God. I'm down. Okay whenever (laughs) okay uh we won't be friends anymore after you hear me really sing though so Uh, it can't be any worse than mine so Mm. challenge accepted
2: (laughs) did you guys see christina oh the jimmy fallon thing yes
0: yeah. So Christina
2: Christina Aguilera was on Jimmy Fallon, and they were playing this this game where she had to impersonate singers singing um random songs in their voices, and her share, and especially her Britney Spears impressions, oh were if you thought the My Joan Rivers and Daria voices <laughs> were good last week, Christina Aguilera owned me. Like like I I I, I mean she nailed it. Her her share was amazing, but her Britney Spears oh my god it, it just proves once and for all why she was really the more talented and better... Um, oh, yeah. one of the Britney versus Christina era I was always team Christina always but really? just hearing that you realize you always team Christina always and not just because I ha- we share the same name but because she's better and she's better as a singer as an artist and then what we realize is she could have actually just sang Britney Spears' songs <laughs> and so like she could have just done that she could have just been Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera that's how talented she is
1: I, I do have to say I think I think Britney I think her songs have transcended the ages more than Christina's I and especially like her remixes yeah
2: yes yeah. i would totally agree with that i i don't argue that at all she, the max martin stuff she definitely has the better songs but in terms of artistry and in terms of like who i like liked better mm-hmm. i was definitely mm-hmm. on the on the team extina train a lot more a lot
1: more though i I had to say like i i had this moment <laughs> this week with all the all the pressure that i'm under like from you know endless controversies every single day you know, i was thinking back to when oh. britney spears shaved her head like, just having yes. that mm-hmm. mental breakdown. I'm going, like, oh, was so you sad. know, I really understand why she did that now. Oh, well, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's really easy for me to for get. Her. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I wish that I had more empathy for her because I know that she's like, not well. And so I do in that sense. But when that happened, I won't lie, you guys, I was driving my sister texted me and i like had to pull over the car and she was freaking out she was like oh my god britney is shaving her head oh and it was my one god. of those moments where i literally had to pull over the car because it was so exciting and then <laughs> when later that god. evening yeah. and then when later that evening when she took the baseball bat to kevin or the umbrella to kevin's car yep. that was my turn to then call and text my sister and go oh my god she's taking the she's 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 attacking kevin's car like that moment of her going crazy and smiling for the cameras while she's
0: shaving her head As all the paps are snapping away, you guys. How are we going to explain this to future generations? Like, will they ever really understand? I don't think they will. no
2: but that was such an amazing moment in pop culture history like when her oh, birthday yeah. happened like in December like I, like people were like oh happy birthday Brittany and all this stuff and I was like yeah this is the Britney I'll always remember and I, I attached a photo of her shaving her head because yeah. to me that is just that that is now and forever Britney Spears that and then when you know she had so many great VMA performances like obviously when she like did the satisfaction with Mick Jagger and tore off the clothes and then when she was with the snake with I'm a slave for you mm-hmm. and then when she and Christina and Madonna were there and she made out with Madonna yeah, and, and then they come to justin to see his reaction but then right after the head shaving thing she got like kind of she got kind of busted and she like couldn't stand up right and like couldn't dance and was like train wreck and it was like all the amazing britney spears vma performances just convoluted into this terrible one which gave us of course leave britney alone which was one of the greatest memes of all time iconic so so like honestly even though I like Christina Aguilera way better, there's no question that, like, Britney Spears is the bigger cultural influence, if if only for the head shaving. She's immortal. I, I couldn't agree wow. more.
1: I That's... think there's – oh, Christina, see, you and I don't agree on music, but – I mean, god, Britney has had some of the best dance remixes ever made. Oh, and yes, without a true...
0: doubt. No, her dance remixes are they truly are fantastic. I mean, my you know, senior I mean, year of high school is defined by Britney Spears and the Circus album. Oh was, my oh, god, yeah. it's so incredible. incredible. Oh so my god. god, so good. No,
2: I mean, honestly, like Britney has some great dance remixes and some great songs and and I think like her stuff is catchier, I won't lie. I just mm-hmm. like I like Christina Aguilera better and she's more of a diva and she has a real voice, but Britney is way more danceable without a doubt. totally totally. that's a good except for except for um except for dirty dirty did prove that christina aguilera could be (laughs) more and do it better more because i I have to say that was i love that video still to this day like i never get tired of that video ever Yo, I still listen to Ashley Tisdale's album. Oh my god, I love
0: (laughs) Ashley Tisdale. Oh my god, I died when... Oh, sorry, my... Wow, I just went into my talking about high school musical actors voice there. I live for high school musical. When Ashley Tisdale's video came out, what... I don't remember the name of it, but she had like wings and lingerie. That was the day that I was born. (laughs) Like, me... I, I was alive, but I wasn't living. You know...
1: I understand. That was, yeah.
0: oh, what a what a time. What yeah. a time in my what life. What a time. Uh, let's, memories. Let's
1: talk about Christina's next Please uh, God, piece let's though. move on. Christina. Christina, <laughs> you have a fantastic, amazing, amazing, super smart. Like, you know, it's it's basically it's what we expect from you. So like a really good piece about the pebbles. So why don't why don't you rock it?
0: yeah
2: yeah i've written a lot about the pebble this week so pebble announced their next smart watch it's going to be called the pebble time and um they launched it on kickstarter which is where they launched their original watch three years ago and if you guys don't remember the you know pebble was basically the first smartwatch, um and uh, it raised um point you know three million dollars on kickstarter three years ago and it came to market two years ago and and they've raised funding since then but you know they're kind of like the i love pebble a it's a great product but b they're the little company that could you mm-hmm. know what i mean they yeah. have some funding yes but they're taking on the likes of samsung and google and apple yeah. and lg and all these companies and damn it they're doing a pretty good job um so the pebble time will be out in may um and you can you can get it on a kickstarter now and then they'll have it in stores too but it's it's been a bona fide success um at the time that we're recording this and so it's going to be higher obviously By the time you guys actually hear this, but it's it's already raised nine point eight million dollars on Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. and that's in you know like we're talking uh, basically thirty six hours. So,
1: which truly though, that's not that much money to bring a product to market. I mean, no, it's not. Well, and they they, they, they didn't
0: even. Yeah, they didn't actually even need it. Oh yeah, yeah. They have twenty six million in VC funding, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how much that is for because i i don't make products i don't sell products i don't put products in stores i don't know how much 26 million means to a company like Um, pebble who's making hardware like this
2: well so they've been profitable um so you know at least that's what they told me when i talked to them on when i talked to their ceo on Mm -hmm. mondays you know they're they're profitable um but so the 26 million is probably going towards you know r&d investments patents things like that but when they funded the original pebble you know they had the idea i think that they would maybe get you know, they were trying to raise $100,000. They raised $10 million, but they were mm-hmm. – I think the idea was that they would maybe sell 1,000 of them, and they would kind yeah. of do a small run. Traditional VCs had turned them down. They would maybe do 1,000 of these things, and instead they wound up with 60,000 pre-orders. <laughs> and, yeah. and it changed, yeah. you know, it changed things dramatically. They, it changed how they approached the product. It changed how they approached the space. You know, talking to them, they are a very smart company in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, Figuring out what parts they can use um, for the original Pebble, they mostly used off-the-shelf parts. For the Pebble um, Time, they're using more custom things because they have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, twenty-six million. Which, granted, you know, they raised that almost to about you know about more than a year and a half ago. So yeah. a lot of that's been blown through. Um, isn't a ton. Um, But if you know What your costs are going to be And they're already in production On, on the mm-hmm. Pebble time You know They're using Kickstarter More to tell the story And more to I, I think really more As a marketing vehicle Rather than to actually Capitalize it itself well, yeah, Which is fine Kickstarter brings move. you
1: A kind of consumer You can't buy With any amount of money Like someone I think it's that's Very, very yeah, yeah
2: Yeah Though I have to say
1: Like you know I was one of the people That you know Backed the original Kickstarter uh, For Pebble And I actually At a certain point With them Because there are so many There were delays 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 yeah i remember when they chose to bring it to best buy before they shipped me my watch which i I I very patiently waited for years for and you know i i don't know i guess yeah i think it's important to remember this is before you know you had uh you know the lat the new generation of bluetooth which is a lot better low power usage Mm -hmm. and you know like the first pebble was i think it's fair to say it's clunky i mean you think that's
2: fair right christina yeah, I mean, I like it. I actually like it a lot better than the Android Wear devices. I like it better than any smartwatch that's on the market. But there's are certainly clunky parts. The software got better with the second generation. I think the first mm-hmm. iteration of software was definitely clunky. I think where it is now, if you were to buy one and use one now, the experience is very different Ooh. than it was mm-hmm. at, at the beginning. You know, they made a ton of updates. But, yeah, I mean, there are definitely some issues. They support Bluetooth LE, but on the iPhone, for instance, they do both. They both do the older type of Bluetooth and Bluetooth LE. On the new one, on the iPhone anyway, it will only only Bluetooth low energy. So that'll be better for its connection purposes. But no, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely, um, you know, how it handled notifications with iOS was clunky at first, it's gotten a lot better with that. But they're still sort of limited by what Apple will allow them to do. You know, they have certain constraints. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I got my Pebble before it went to Best Buy, but there were so many of those orders. You're right. You, mean I had but my issue was actually, I, I pre-ordered a white unit, and the, the white units, uh, they told me, they were like, well, we can give you a black one and give you you know $10 yep. back, yep. or oh. you can wait and get the white one. I just took the black one. I um, didn't. I'm like, like I want <laughs> my red
1: watch, and I'm not budging on it. So.
2: <laughs> which is understandable. Which is yeah. understandable. I, I, I did, in full disclosure, when I ran into them, I I had drinks with, with Pebble CEO, um. About well, six months later, I just kind of randomly ran into him at something, and he gave me a white watch. So I did <gasps> end up getting my white pebble. So I did end up nice. getting my white pebble, which was cool. But no, but I backed the original one. And, and you know, you're right. I mean, if, we, if if I had waited for the white model, I probably would have been more perturbed. And and I was at the time, I still wasn't happy that I got the black one when I wanted the white one. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, It's funny that they, you know... In retrospect, and at the time, there were a lot of people who were not happy with Pebble and didn't like their responses on Kickstarter and said, oh, they're not treating their customers right and whatnot. But in the, the you know two years that have passed since it came to market and in the three years since the campaign started, mm-hmm. ironically, Pebble has proven to be one of the most um, – <laughs> I guess they've been one of the best Kickstarters, not just in terms of success for money, but actually following through on their promises. It's like, yeah, there were delays, but they actually followed through. And shipped yeah. a product and got them to people and have offered support and and have offered continuous software updates. It hasn't been. We've had so many kickstarters. They've had so many kickstarters. You know, of game companies. You you guys know this better than I do. You know, mm-hmm. with, with people trying to fund video games where the the project never even makes the finish line. Or... Christina, that's never happened ever, ever, never <laughs> happened
1: ever, ever. Well, I was I was I was just gonna say like to me what the interesting like uh, to me the interesting point here is the pivot. Of them going for android and Mm -hmm. i thought that was just a really smart call with you know apple watch coming out and you know i'm really stuck like um you know my my lead engineer her boyfriend um you know he was actually participating in a bunch of uh, contests like because we were shipping rev 60 for android wear because they're really working Mm -hmm. to get an ecosystem and yeah i was looking at his product and some of the other ones out there and it's um you know granted i'm not super up to you know what android wear has done lately, like as far as trying one in person, but you know, reading the reviews as they come out, it seems like continually mixed. So yeah, you know, it seems like there's a lot of innovation or at least some stability mm-hmm. or some functionality that that really could exist in that market. So with them kind of pivoting and going Android only, that seems like an extremely not Android only. are they not? I think I, it's both am I mistaken
2: about that? Oh no 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 they're not android only they're still working with ios they they support android wear notifications but no what makes pebble actually unique amongst all the smartwatch companies is they're the only one that supports both yeah so you can
0: use it with ios and with android and you don't they need have an new... app on your phone to do it is huh. i believe um, the update with the new one it's it can be done through web api
2: huh. yeah you well you don't exactly you, i mean you need to have the pebble app but yeah developers don't have to build their own apps for the oh, iPhone God. or for Pebble? <laughs> well, then um, <laughs> well, then that sounds un- smart can... to me. I
1: mean, why would you? I mean, uh, I, I guess there's well, be the, the price
2: re- argument with the Apple.
1: But, well, there's the, there was yeah. the there's
2: the price argument, and there's also the argument that maybe you have multiple devices. Maybe you have multiple things that you want to do, and there's also a different mm-hmm. use case, right? Because the Pebble is really a sports watch, whereas I think the Apple Watch is like a watch watch and is more of a, a, a more much more of an accessory. It's waterproof. You know, it has a color e paper display. It works for for a week battery life. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm getting the Apple Watch, but I'm, I'm without a doubt, but I, I pre-ordered, I, I, I backed the Pebble Time as well because, A, I kind of like the hacky nature of it. I like the things they're doing. I like, I want to support companies that are doing cool things. Um, but also, I think, you know, it's just, to me, they're taking different approaches at the same experience. I, I agree with you that I think that most Apple devotees will get an Apple Watch um, mm-hmm. and, and, and not a Pebble time. But I do think that there's still going to be some people out there who are going to be um, drawn in by the fact that, hey, there's this, you know, less expensive, more durable, sportier, waterproof watch with a, a screen I can see outdoors and, and that has, you know, a um, seven day mm-hmm. battery life. That's going I, to be something, and and that I can hack around with and customize to I, my liking. Whereas ooh. the Apple Watch is going to be, you know, I mean, it's it's, I, I I understand it's 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 risky, but I feel like they know that they need to support both platforms because you know, maybe you switch phones, or maybe, you know, you have things for different purposes. I feel like leaving out iOS would be leaving out a ton of developer support. And that's really where the community is really strong. Mm-hmm. I
1: guess it's just, uh I don't I mean, obviously, it's an engineering cost. And I mean, that's been like Damocles sword over Pebble's head the whole time. So Apple's can come along and shut it, you know, shut down yeah. their, mm-hmm. their hardware. And I think, um, you know, like, I think the fact this is kind of a third generation watch, I I think that that is cool because it's going to be more mature. But you said like a sports watch and like all the functions I'm excited about with the the Apple watch are, you know, they're sport related. And I I don't know. I just Mm. I I don't know. It just seems if you have only that much money, you've got to be vicious about what you what you support. Um, I don't know. I if if I were running I I guess I read that wrong this week but um you know yeah it, it, it would really make sense to go Android only
0: as a small company I guess I understand them not wanting to shut down any avenues for people there I mean iPhone the iPhone is a huge market I wouldn't want to shut those users out yeah. and bet on Android even though Android's not like a risky bet or anything but it's still you know cutting out a large amount of users yeah, and yeah. I I think at a certain point even I mean, I know when I was in college and I bought, I was looking, I was in the market for a tablet. I ended up going with the iPad, even though it was more expensive than the Nexus, just because I liked the brand recognition. So I I kind of worry about uh, when the Apple Watch comes out, you know, how many people who want a cheap smartwatch will you end up springing for something a little more expensive just because uh, it's the Apple brand.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. No, I mean, I think, I th- it, look, I mean, they're making a mistake. You know, the Apple Watch is looming, and this is going to be huge competition for them, and they're mm-hmm. kind of the darlings right now. But um, they are going to lose a lot of their potential, you know, buyers. At the same time, I do feel like, especially coming out strong, this is proving – Mm-hmm. that people still are interested in wearables. I actually wrote something this week that said, you know, that the, the Pebble Watch uh, success is really good news for the Apple Watch. Pebble Time success is really good news for the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that, you know, a week ago, people were kind of wringing their hands about whether or not Apple could sell 5 million, you know, Apple Watches at launch. And and granted, yeah, you know, they've only got, you know, like 45,000 so far, but this is just Kickstarter. Yeah, and yeah. just the fact that Kickstarter's website was, was broken by people trying to buy the, the Pebble Time so frequently to me says, that people do still want wearables. They maybe just haven't liked the wearables that have been out. So that gives Apple a huge opportunity. I think it proves that, you know, people are still really interested in this stuff. It's just a matter of... um, you know, having the right execution. I mean, but I but I do agree. I mean, and, and Pebble knows that they are up against yeah. some serious competition. How yeah, they're trying yeah. to differentiate is with their experience, with kind of their market
0: share. And I think trying to kind of play the underdog card a little bit. Of being I like, love like that. Yeah, yeah. I love this whole Kickstarter idea because it is so like underdog Kickstarter, you know, we're going to crowdfund it, even though, you know, it's not that not, that's not necessarily the point. It's more for the publicity. But I also love that kind of the other side of it, where the Kickstarter is the tech community who is up on top of the latest trends. Yeah, like these aren't. This isn't your mom buying a Pebble, funding a no. Pebble on Kickstarter. Not to insult your mom. No, moms are really great. What are you saying about my mom? <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry, Brianna. What
1: are
2: you? What are you? No, I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> I made a huge mistake.
2: No, moms will buy this at Best Buy, but these are yeah. you know our people, yeah. our listeners. You know us here. We're the ones who will back it. Like I backed it yeah. because I yeah. want to support cool stuff like this because I do like yeah, the idea definitely. of knowing. And that I can hack my pebble in a way that I'm not going to be able to hack the Apple watch. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be able to build experiences around that.
1: No, I have to admit, I, you've changed my mind. I was wrong on this. I, I'm digging <laughs> yeah, through the problem and it's like, yeah, you're right. They'd be fools to get rid of that market. And there, there is enough of a, a differentiating feature here. Like the e-display that's, that's going to be cool. And yeah, I can, like, they're always going to, they're going to destroy Apple and battery life. And you know, I think it'll it'll be simpler software and they they don't the the expectations are going to be so much lower for them like the exactly. apple device has Ooh. to delight you. And I I Ooh. okay, I I'm That's wrong. I'm wrong. This is this is a good play. But you this ended it with play. a really
0: strong point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. So if it's so. waterproof, can I wear it in the shower? Yes, you can swim with it. You can take it. You can wear it in the shower.
2: You can go whitewater Finally. rafting with it. I mean, it's Thank it's really God. waterproof. And and what's cool too is he they were he, Eric was telling me that it was a really tough engineering challenge because they added um a um, a microphone to it so you can do voice replies or voice notes hmm. and it was really difficult for them to figure out how to keep it waterproof while adding the microphone. How did they solve that? Because it's basically a hole. He best- they have some patents. He did say they protect themselves, but they basically built a cone around it. Um, around like where the hole is and basically we're able to just kind of shield it and 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 um, it but but that was a really fascinating thing that they thought about that engineering challenge they needed to keep the waterproofness but they added a microphone and that's really cool that they were able to solve that like that's I like that they did that. And and it was funny because when he was telling me this, I was like, okay, you got patents on this, right? He was like, we're protecting ourselves. <laughs> right. I was like, good, yeah, you know, that, that. because frankly, like, if you're doing that sort of work, you need to be protected, you know? Superfish is going to take your microphone. going <laughs> They're going <laughs> to hack it. They're going to hack
1: it. No, this is... I'm, I'm actually looking at this. I'm thinking about backing this now, so... I'm really
0: tempted, too. I mean, I... I, uh, I I. don't... I haven't had a use for a smartwatch, but, you know, maybe I could be sold on this. Well, maybe looking, you guys could sell it to me.
1: I, I'm looking at the feature where it will tell you, like, your meetings are coming up in 10 minutes, and that yeah, sounds so awesome bad. to me. Okay, I like, love like, that. Really cool. I was looking at
0: the yeah. interface. The Verge has a video up right now where they're, uh, they yep. demonstrate the new interface, the scrolling timeline. You can scroll down to yep. see what meetings and stuff are coming up. Scroll back to see what maybe you missed, like maybe a sports game ended, check the score of that game. Um, That looks really cool. And anything that I guess could prevent me or stop me from taking my phone out of my pocket and distracting myself with that, if I could just, you know, check my messages on my wrist, be like, oh, that's coming up. That's, that. That's what I love about mine. And
2: then Mm -hmm. what what I love too is especially living in the city, is I use mine all the time for maps because I don't want to have my phone out, but it'll vibrate when you need to turn. Oh my god. And 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 that's awesome. Wow. That's amazing. That's a killer feature. And and then people can build apps for things like, you know, like transit things. So for somebody mm-hmm. I'm sure people in Seattle have built stuff, but you know, you can have like when's the next, you know, bus coming or when's the next, you know, subway coming, or when's the when's the T coming? Wow. When's when's you know the, the subway coming nearby? Um, and it can ping those things. It's it's really cool.
0: Does it use Apple Maps then?
2: Um it can or use Apple Maps or Google Maps. It, it just depends okay, on whatever cool. whoever coded to, to whatever API they, they, they're they're using. Um, most people okay. are using Google Maps. Very
1: All cool. right, Christine, I'm I'm pledging right now. <laughs> I I will get burned by them again, but I'm gonna do leap of faith with it. So goodbye, money. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's
1: it's. I I don't know. I think I. Think... I mean,
0: it is worth. It. It's 159 on Kickstarter well, and no, no, it'll no. Be... Those are gone, and I have, oh, to have those are gone. Colors. It's 179. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never
1: mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What color should I get? Do you think I'll finally get a red watch this time? <laughs> yeah, you
2: should. You should. Um, How many the, That years? I think is in the backer survey. But yeah, no, they. I mean, they are already in production on them, so they actually should ship in May. All right,
1: I'm going to trust them. If not, Christina will give me the. If not, if not, then I will. Yeah.
2: Well, not only that. Let me put it this way. If not, then there needs to be a whole episode of Rocket dedicated to berating Christina for getting everyone's hopes up. Yeah. Um, I should I should note (laughs) that I'm I'm a serial I'm a serial Kickstarter backer. I've backed forty Kickstarters, and uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which when I realized that today, I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of 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 crowdfunding products uh projects, and most of them have not. Turned out well. Oh, Pebble no. has actually been one of the ones that's turned out really well. No, but I mean, I, I back them because I mean, I waste money in dumber ways. Yeah, so, it's, it's fun.
0: It's fun. It's better. It's yeah. good to believe in companies that are trying to make it, trying to do something different. So, oh, can I tell I you
1: guys about something I backed recently that's just ten out of ten awesome? Like you are yeah. the only people I know that work in this field that can appreciate this. So my friend uh you know, I have a, a friend in the field and she's she's super fashionable and she's a a community manager and she shows this to me. And it's this um it's called the articulate clutch. And do you know what I'm talking about where so hard to find a purse that works with a, a smartphone. Like it's all flopping yes, around yes. in there or whatever. So what it is, it's this little clutch and you can wear it like a, a, you can put a different strap on it. It's a shoulder bag and it's just any kind of smartphone you can put in there and the cards are really well done. And what is so cool about this is it's done by a bunch of uh, women engineers. So, um, Oh, I'm looking at this yeah. now. This
2: is adorable. Yeah.
1: Isn't that gorgeous? And it's like, Fantastic. it's super well made and it's just instantly my go-to back. So oh my gosh. yeah, look at that. Like, is that not a good buy? Um, you awesome. know, it's so hard. Like I know you you guys can appreciate this like it's so hard to find a good a good like day bag or like you know something to carry with you because like you can get something cheap and then it falls apart and looks like garbage instantly but
0: this mm. is this is really well <laughs> made so oh gosh i think i think Kizzy and i could both use this we uh we went on a purse buying trip before we went to france together last year and it was a saga just trying to find something that fit her phone and my phone not that we were like putting both our phones in the same purse but I literally just wear like a leather backpack that I stuff 10,000 things into. I found some cookies in there today, yesterday, actually. I I pulled out my wallet and these cookies came with it and pink sprinkles sprayed everywhere. And I was like, I'm not this person, I swear. That's my story. That's why this looks attractive to me. I couldn't fit cookies in it.
1: Cool. Okay, so let's uh,
0: let's move to – oh, we have one more sponsor. Yeah, we so, have yeah, one more yeah, sponsor, which too. is also fashion-related, actually. This week's episode of Rocket is brought to you by Foremost, which is a small-batch American-made clothing line, both for men and women, um, on the website uh, foremostedition.com. They design and produce limited-edition collections of men and women's clothing, along with interviews um, with really – awesome young creators who are working in the industry um this month they released their inaugural collection and they interviewed amber Venz box who is a young executive supporting thousands of independent writers around the world and also for the men's line they interviewed austin mann the founder of weld and the man behind um a ton of apple photography apparently his work is in like every yes. apple store around the world right now which is freaking cool it is. I met him at an event at um, one of the Apple stores in New York um,
2: a few weeks ago, showing off some photos he took with his this amazing panoramic he took with his iPhone 6. Oh. That at, He posted it on his blog for his review of the iPhone 6 uh, camera, and Apple liked it so much that they basically reached, reached out to him and they were like, can we put this in our stores and can we
0: use this as part of our campaign this year? That is so cool. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, when you go to the website, uh, you can watch interviews with them, and they're wearing the clothes that are being sold that month. They're, like, four or five items for... Um, each gender, and mm-hmm. so Austin's wearing the man outfit, and um, Amber's wearing the woman outfit, and it's they're, they're really nice outfits. They're very understated and fashionable, and they're um, the average price of all the products comes out to under fifty dollars, which is really great because they are American made, and they just they look really good. Yeah, so yeah. You watch yeah. them talk; you see the outfits on a real person.
1: I would I would make my husband dress in this outfit.
0: That looks acceptable
1: to me. So. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Awesome. That's cool. Especially a yeah. belt. I don't know if I've sold on the fedora, but everything else I could I could get. Fedoras have with. a lot of yeah. baggage
0: right now, but yeah. I, I really yeah. liked Amber's outfit. It looks great. Yeah. yeah, Amber's outfit is great. No, I love
2: this. I love, um, uh, you know, people from Need are doing this, and it's just some really fantastic stuff. It's great that it's made in America. Mm-hmm. And when, when Matt um, told me that they were doing this stuff, I was so excited they were getting into women's stuff, too. Yeah. And yes. um, it, it, it's super exciting. It's, uh, to me, it's always great when you see, like, you know uh, – american-made fashions not that that matters exclusively but it's nice to see especially mm-hmm. at a price point like this yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely
0: and uh as rocket listeners if you're interested visit foremostedition.com uh use the code word rocket and you'll get 20 percent off at checkout. try it it's awesome cool thank you foremost for sponsoring Yay! this episode of rocket Yay! i sang again you What's with me in the singing? I
1: I appreciate the professionalism you bring to your endorsements. I think that is I that is, yeah.
0: consider myself to be the next Christina Aguilera.
1: <laughs> so, well, obviously, like Christina Aguilera, Simone, same person. I mean, same person. Yeah,
0: I saw you on the Voice last night, right? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I was there. Uh, it's kind of awkward to think about you watching me on the Voice. My other profession. Hmm. You should have told me before you watched it. I would have done something for you oh well next time next time sorry next girl time. cool so let's jump into topic
1: number three uh because gosh this i think this could be our longest show yet guys yeah. we're just bursting <laughs> with information this week so uh yes simone i'm gonna throw this over to you it's uh kind of uh your baby this week that you wanted to bring you wanted to talk about
0: so there was an article published on medium this week called the real problem with journalism in 2015 where um the author goes through and i guess He's talking about how the internet has kind of changed the way that journalism is treated. Journalists are, according to the author, more encouraged to put out pieces and rehash things quickly rather than do more intense investigative journalism, and that we are expected to write quickly rather than well, and um, that this reflects on editors as well because they're not so much leading journalists to ask hard questions and tackle big issues, but more encouraging them to churn out content. He uses the word churnalism, which uh, gave me a good giggle. But I I, I was really interested in this as somebody working in journalism, but who has had the opportunity to take my time and kind of learn my skills. Um, He talks a lot about how journalism as a major is kind of, it's, Really, it's almost impossible to get a job. I think it's one of the lowest – it has the lowest hire rate for um, degrees of that kind. If I'm not – stop me if I'm being totally, totally wrong there. it totally matches my experience as well. Unemployment rates are terrible for journalism grads. And that – so you have all these young kind of starry-eyed graduates either being unemployed or in jobs where – journalism, traditional journalism isn't being done because they're more rehashing information um, for audiences. What did you guys had a lot of feelings about this article and I, I from a millennial perspective, it um, the idea of needing to take time to hone your craft really resonated with me because as a person who graduated from college, I graduated in 2013, there is, I think, among my my people, this idea that if you're not successful by 25, you're a failure. And what he says, <laughs> I know, I know, and this is ridiculous, but this is what a lot of us kind of have internalized, even if we know it's ridiculous. That's something I not like struggle with every day, but it's something that, I, that, re- that really resonates with me. So this idea of his that, you know, you should take your time and hone your writing and work on your writing and then when you're 30, you know, you'll be a good writer, and you'll be able to do good work. That resonates with me. But then also, there's this reality that people who are graduating from university need to work. And if you have a journalism degree, and you can't get a job, it is depressing to think, you know, I'm gonna, so what, I'm going to work my ass off for 10 years, doing part time jobs and freelancing and I don't know what so that I can be a better writer and maybe get hired someday in one of the most competitive fields with you know not a lot of I guess long-term security so that, that that's the part that resonated with me and then I think you guys had some <laughs> some reactions as well to the tone of the piece
1: well I mean I <sighs> I mean, I'll, I guess I'll start. And, you know, yeah. I, I think he has some valid criticism here. And I, I just want to say, like, before we start this, like, I've had very stressful weeks. so this is very mm-hmm. negative, please, please bear even with me. Even I'm um, swearing.
0: All right. So, all right. so <laughs> yeah. when,
1: you know, a lot of people don't know this about me. My degree is not in uh, software engineering, even though that's what I do for a living. It is in journalism. Um, you know, my, my background is I went to work in politics uh, in D.C. I worked at the, the highest levels there for a Few years And then I was so dis- disenchanted by it that I said, listen, I'm finally going to go back to school. I'm going to finish up my degree. Someone's got a report on all this horrible stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was struck by in when I was, you know, I, I came back to school, I was older. And, you know, and if you're going to college and you're older, I really recommend it because you can see through all the lies and BS. So, <laughs> I will agree with that. Right. I'm
0: 100% behind that. So uh, what
1: I was struck with going and getting, you know, getting a journalism degree is all my professors, almost all my professors were failed journalists. You know, Ooh. they were people that, you know, with respect, like they went and worked for a few years and then they went and got education PhDs yeah. and decided to go pontificate about exactly what yeah. this dude is pontificating about. It's like, oh, people won't read all the content that's so well written. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Christina, what you do is awesome. And I'm so sick of people blasting. Like what you write about is it is it takes a better quality journalist to write stuff that is appealing and viral and accessible to a normal person. And I'm sorry, like I, I, let me give you an example. Polygon the other day, one of the 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 women that writes there, did a fantastic piece on the history of THQ. It was so mm-hmm. well researched. It was yes, brilliant. It was. it was a lovely piece. And then you look at the comments on it and there was like 40, it was like not many comments at all. And then like next to it was some ridiculous clickbait piece that got a lot more. And the truth is like it's hard to make those those pieces work. So what mm-hmm. what this struck me as is someone that was entitled. Like it really just me off when he's talking about like, oh I come from a family of writers and writing is in my blood and <laughs> yeah. you know, it just seemed really indulgent to me.
0: And I think I yeah, I, I interpreted yeah. that, that particular statement differently. I, I definitely I actually he did say some I'm not gonna like advocate for him or whatever. I don't know him. He did say some nice things about the development of BuzzFeed and Mashable as sure. media sources. Fair but point, fair that, point. that yeah. particular statement that I know you didn't like, I just kind of took it as like, not so much a, a brag as just like a, I was raised in this so I don't really have a choice about what I'm going into. Like I was raised among writers so I'm going to be a writer because that's just what comes naturally to me. I, I don't know. I I guess self Everyone always tells me that I need to self-promote, that I need to be confident about what I do and really sell myself like that. So I just kind of took it as that, that hmm. kind of statement. Like, okay. I am a writer. This is what I do. I'm, I'm not arguing with I you. Think but I think bragging about we... your
1: background and saying, like, I am entitled to a career here because my parents had a career. That,
0: that to me well, just but...
1: seems it, it didn't it didn't strike me. But why, what do you think, Christina?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I didn't read it so much as him bragging as it was, to, to your point, Brie, almost saying like, I deserve this more because right. this is in my blood, right. and 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 to that, it's it's not so much that that he deserves it because his parents were journalists. I think that was less of it, but he's saying, you know, this is who I am, so I deserve to be successful more, and I'm struggling. That's unfair. That struck me as a little off because, look, let's let's face reality. It's a really competitive field, and everybody yeah, who's in it and sure. who's doing well deserves it. Yeah. Um, and and for you to say that somebody doesn't just because you don't like what they're writing or you don't think whatever they're doing, if they're if they're if they've got the job and you don't. Yeah. it's not because they didn't work hard they worked they worked more than likely work just as hard as you did yeah. um, so so having sour grapes about something because it's in your blood guess what all of us who are professional <laughs> writers who are working writers it's in our blood all of us yeah. think that all of us think who, who are working in, in media say that, that it's it, you know see ourselves as, as as loving this stuff we wouldn't be doing it otherwise because it's certainly not an easy career it's and I'm very very fortunate you know I, I work for um, a, a, a growing well known publication um, you know I, I I, I do well financially, I have a secure job. I love what I do, but I've worked my ass off to get here. and I didn't go to journalism school. Um, I, I for me, it really didn't matter for for my career choices and and I, my, my very fortunate my natural abilities as a writer have have helped me and I, I kind of came up and had some really great mentors that you know brought me through the the news and the reporting process and the writing process. but mm-hmm. I've worked my ass off to be where I am. Am I lucky? Um, this is something we were kind of talking about. I've been incredibly lucky and a lot of my success, I would attribute in some ways to luck as much as anything else, being in the right place at the right time. That said that just because I'm lucky doesn't mean that I don't deserve everything I've had because I have worked my ass off. Yeah, um, definitely. What I would say is that the one thing you take from his piece and that I do agree with is that working hard is not enough I definitely because everybody know. works yeah, really hard. Yeah. Everybody works really hard and that's yeah. the only way you're going to be successful is you work really hard. There's, it's whether it's who you know, whether it's connections, whether it's, I mean, a lot of reasons you yeah. go to, I think people go to J school, frankly, a better, a better reason than, than learning from people who, as Brie points out rightly, are failed journalists. And that's not really a slight. I mean, I think that's, that's a criticism that's, that's valid at a lot of, at a lot of academic fields, especially, mm-hmm. um, not hard sciences <laughs> is that, you, you know, it, what, what's the, what's the saying go, and I know this is, this is derisive and, and, and this is like, a, you know, and I, 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 I'm not saying I agree with this, but the saying is, you know, it, those who can't teach and there is some truth to that, yeah. you know? know um because if you were able to be successful in the career that you're advocating there are some people who are just born teachers and, and that's what they were meant to do and they could do it otherwise but there's also a ton of people out there who were for whatever reason not able to be successful in that field and that's why they teach it instead and there's nothing wrong with that we need teachers god knows we do um but you know i think that the the idea that um I think a lot of times people go to journalism school. One of the best reasons is for connections. You go because the professor that you have has really good connections at in the media industry. You know, you go to NYU and you're in Jay Rosen's program, and then all of a sudden you have contacts with all the people he knows. Or you have, you know, you go to Columbia and you have access to that whole network. Or you go to USC, or you go to you go to you know University of Missouri. Like you go to these places that have these renowned programs, and you get connections, and that's how you get internships, and that's how you get in the door. I got in the door a different way. I got in through social media, through being myself, and through a lot of luck. Right. But once I got in the door I worked my ass off and that's how I walked mm-hmm. the ladder and the so expectations issue, are
0: high no matter which route no matter oh, what absolutely. you do exactly absolutely.
2: without a doubt and, and that was kind of what I took issue with his piece a little bit was kind of the idea that you know I, I understand what he's saying and, and I understand his frustrations um, but the, but I also look at it a certain way of saying you know this is not new all the things he's mm-hmm. criticizing media for have been criticisms that have been laid at media at least for the last 10 or 15 years but beyond that if you go back decades you know media has always been in a constant sense of flux the, yep. what's happened that's been different in the last 10 to 15 years has been the death of newspapers and that's really accelerated over the last mm-hmm. five years and yep. what's happened with the death of newspapers is that it has really become kind of a come to Jesus moment for the people who can <laughs> and the people who can't and what and what's What's happened with it has been that there are a lot of people who've been gainfully employed who are no longer going to be gainfully employed because those things are going to go away. And that Mm -hmm. sucks. But you know what? That's disruption. And it comes down to, are you good enough? lucky enough and are you willing to work hard enough and take the rejection and go for it to make it or are you not and if you're not that's actually completely okay that's not a bad thing that's not Mm -hmm. a failure that's just saying maybe this isn't right for me maybe i can use my skills in other ways um but but if you are and if you're lucky enough to get a job damn straight i'm gonna fight for it and i'm gonna i know that there are i know that they're for it (laughs) Well, no, because I know that there are five hundred million other people behind me who yeah. are ready to put a knife in my back, like in showgirls. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, know yeah, yeah. enough, I know that there's another I know that there's another coming up behind me ready to push me down the stairs. So I better work my ass off and continue doing it, you know? And mm-hmm. and, and lamenting the state that I can't write these long form investigative pieces. Right. God, that would be great if people could do that. But you mm-hmm. know what? How you know how that content gets paid for? That con- content gets paid for by the listicles that BuzzFeed does. Exactly. 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 I mean Buzz BuzzFeed does amazing long form content. How does it get paid for? By the freak Quizzes, quizzes. Well, we do some amazing long-form content. How does it get paid for? By some other things. I yeah. do some really in-depth reporting, and I do some really in-depth analysis stuff, and then I also do some posts that are, you know, sillier and, and, and are less important. The the mm-hmm. less important stuff, the, the traffic drivers, that's what pays for everything else, and I'm constantly aware yeah. of that, and that's that, that that's a trade-off. There are some people who are lucky enough to make their careers as investigative reporters and journalists, and they can have grants, and they can go out and do that, and that's amazing. You know what? That's like six people. Yeah, And exactly. People like. who are able to make a living doing magazine cover stories, yes, we all wish that we could constantly be magazine cover writers and always be writing for the Atlantic or the New Yorker. That would be amazing. But you know mm-hmm. what? That's a really limited number of people. And who? Who? Uh, to me, I look at Adam, and I, I I've met Adam, and he's a nice guy. But I look at him, who the hell is he to say that he automatically, or who are any of yeah, us to say, exactly. I deserve this. No, you know what? Everybody wants this, so you
0: can fight for it. Yeah, you can I fight actually for actually, and if you're not yeah. going to, then like, I I was so, I was just gonna say I still haven't gotten. I, I'm looking at the article right now, and I still don't see the part where he says that he deserves it. I I'm not. I totally agree with you. Know what? You're right. No,
2: no, you're right. He doesn't say he deserves it, and I think that that's probably just Bree and I reading and probably incorrectly. You know, I, I don't think he probably meant it this way of saying. You know, just kind of I guess lamenting the state of things. You know, yeah. and you know he which is he, kind he of he makes boo-hoo, but, yeah. which is kind of boohoo. I mean, and it it's you know this kind of all chipped off on this thing that Felix Salmon, who works as works at fusion wrote saying to all the young journalists asking for advice and and you know he does call himself basically and 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 uh, i'm quoting from adam now he said Sal- salmon basically described himself as a privileged guy that got lucky don't ask me for advice because i ain't got it and sure don't become a journalist um i kind of agree with Salmon that way and i'm not saying not to be a journalist i'm just saying that People who are asking me, how did you get into it? I, I was a blog commenter on USA Today's American Idol blog. And the music editor liked, and the music editor liked my comment. I love you so much, Christina. I love you so much. You're wonderful. And the music editor liked <laughs> oh my comment my and said, do you want to write, um, be part of a column that runs in the paper on online? And I said, sure. Do that's you have how a I Wikipedia
1: page? Because that's got to be the opening. Don't. Please do. Oh I God. don't. I don't.
2: But, but somebody should make Someone one for me. No, make but, a but,
1: Wikipedia but, page for Christina Warren
2: right now. I'm a professional writer Because I was a commenter On an American Idol blog mm-hmm. I, You know what I can't give anybody advice People's like How did you break into it You can't do what I did I can't believe yeah. I did What no, I did
1: no. What you're talking about Is exactly what David Carr was talking about Because a lot of his quotes Came out after you know, yes. he, he very tragically died A few weeks ago yes. And you know Like one of them Was like Look if you want To be a journalist The tools are in your hand Get out there Make content Just yeah. get to it And I think What Maybe I am being unfair To this person But what I found Irritating Is it was exactly Exactly what my journalism professors were pontificating about uh-huh. back in 2001. And guess what? Like, you know, the world has not changed that super much since then. So I don't know. Well, it was actually 2000 and 2003. But I mean, you know, I, I guess I would say this. Um, I am someone that I I left college and, you know, I chose to go into software engineering. I don't regret majoring in journalism even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and actually I actually have a lot to say about this cuz I do have advice for people out there. One of the things my school did is they made you pick a minor uh, if you're going to choose to get a journalism major, and I didn't understand that until I got into this field, and I uh-huh. literally have more writing opportunities than I can say yes to. I had a book kickstarted today. Um, you know, I have a major book coming out soon. I had the mm. Boston Globe call me today, like, wanting me to do an op-ed for them. Yeah, they're paying me a really solid amount of money. I have a lot of writing opportunities now. But the reason I have writing opportunities is because I've gone out and do, I've done something interesting. That gives yep. me perspective, yeah. but that's why I want, people want to hear about that. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Like, Christina, what makes you good at your job is you can freaking roll and rocket and you can just <laughs> talk and you have an astonishing amount of knowledge that you bring with you. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. bring a perspective that is very valuable. And the world does not need more journalists to go out and do an inverted pyramid story and to interview, like, three people and write down what they say. Let's do a nut paragraph opening <laughs> and make sure all our sources. It's not a special skill. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And the world needs people that, like, I'm, I'm sorry, you have to bring a tri- you have to bring value to the field. You have to bring perspective. Maybe that's personality. Maybe it's your ability to network. But, you know, like, I mean, Christina, I I definitely think I've been lucky in my career. But you know what? I'm going to brag about this. I have made my career happen myself. the way I did that is I sat down and I thought through problems. And when other indie game developers were sitting there and going like, you know what? I'm just going to develop a good game and it's going to be great because everyone's going to realize that what I do is brilliant. (laughs) I don't like self delude myself that way. Uh I started networking years, years, years ago. To work with the media connections that brought Reb60 and which is why we're well reviewed. I've worked yeah, my right. butt off on that. And, you know, I made smart decisions. Now, have I been tremendously privileged in my background? Hell yes. Like my parents are millionaire entrepreneurs. I'm tremendously fortunate in that. Mm-hmm. But I've also have thought through these problems and I've 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 never settled for do you know what I mean? like like the comfort a comforting thought about what's gonna happen? You know, like I've yeah, you, you make your own destiny. You're always and yeah. scrapping Does that for make the next sense thing. To you? Like I I feel like I've I feel like I've I've made my career by really thinking through problems and, and, and Totally. Do you know what
2: I mean? Without a doubt. I mean, I've been very calculated about about career things that I've done. You know, I made the conscious decision to be active on social media and to be part of it and to do things a mm-hmm. certain way and to make a name for myself. And, and, you know, you've done the same thing, Simone. You know, you do your videos. Yeah. You've gone out and done it. We all, I mean, people wonder how you do it because it looks easy. It looks easy. Everything looks <laughs> easy, takes it takes a ton of work. You have oh. no idea how much planning and how much focus goes into something. You know, sometimes you get lucky with an opportunity. But once mm-hmm. you get that opportunity, like that, that's what I always say. It's like I might have had some luck getting in the door. But once I got in there, I had to keep it open myself. Yeah. And that's, I think, the case with all of us. You know, you have to scrap and do it. And you know and 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 Adam, I think he's frustrated with the state of journalism and the fact that you know he's saying most writers can't write, most writers don't read, most writers post things they don't they, they don't read, and many writers know the idea of being a writer is much cooler and infinitely easier than the reality. Well, you know what that's not new. I mean, I understand yeah. what he's saying, but that but that that's always been the case. If it was easy, everybody would do it, and it wouldn't be something that everybody wants, yeah,
0: writing is hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no.
1: know. I just, I guess, I guess I'm just tired of people, like, uh, pontificating with, with predictable platitudes about the terrible state of journalism. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I would just urge everyone out there to think for a minute. Humans are reading, I would venture, humans are reading more than we ever have oh, yes. in the evolution of yep. man right now. And there is we have access of, to more. We do. And there's tons of great content out there. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a little political here. Feminism. Like, there's more awesome feminist writing going on than I, I ever could have dreamed on. You know, I feel connected to some of these smartest writers mm-hmm. just doing brilliant pieces on a daily basis. And, you know, I think you can, like, I, you know, it's a self-indulgence, like the indie dev that sits there and says, like, this is all going to work out fine for me. Well, I think if you're a writer, <laughs> it's it's kind of self-indulgence to just say, well, I want to do long form pieces and that should all. Like, what you need to be doing is figuring out how to bring value, like, like figuring out how to you know make your niche in the marketplace. You know people mm-hmm. people want me to go write for them because I write hard hitting, awesomely emotional pieces about women in tech and feminism. Like mm-hmm. that Bustle yeah. piece went hyper viral because it was really well written and hit home in a like an emotional gut punch way. And you know like that's a a niche that I chose to carve out for myself. And mm-hmm. I think like don't expect like the world to change for you. Like get smart about the world. So
0: the great thing about the internet is that the audience is out there for every kind of slice of yeah. perspective and writing i mean i believe i think the cracked podcast talked about this actually in one of their first episodes um that people's iqs have risen with each generation because of the amount of writing that we consume every day whether it's reading messages writing messages on our phones we write and read at a he- a greater much greater rate than any other generation in history um and that it, we're just increasingly more literate in that way so that that reading audience is out there and even if it's just like a a blog post about someone's perspective on tumblr that's i think a valuable piece of writing that a person has put out there even if they're not making money on it i went on a tangent and i'm not sure where i went where <laughs> i why i went here <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about um Audience, finding audience. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, it's an hour and a half, so why don't we yeah. wrap it up with what we're doing yep. this week? So cool, Christina. What are you What are you doing this week?
2: So I'm writing, and you know, continuing to kind of uh, follow the Pebble Time story. Um, I'm working on an explainer about how emoji um, uh, ethnicity works, and and how like the, the different skin colors happen. Because a lot of people have been confused; they think that the yellow emojis are supposed to represent Asians, and they actually don't. I'm working on a whole story, just kind of about how that uh works um and then um i'm doing a a, if you enjoyed our discussion about uh crowdfunding and kickstarter today i'm doing a a hangout on friday um uh, with a mashable mash talk where we're basically going to be talking about uh kickstarter and kind of the state of crowdfunding today so cool cool people can tune into that
1: i do do you feel optimistic about where it's going
2: it's interesting yeah i do i mean i just think it's it's really I mean, I am I am, and I'm not. I mean, I think it, it. There's a lot of lot of things I could say, but I mean, it's. I think more kind of looking at it through the through the lens of this is what's happened with you know the Pebble Time. Um, where are kind of these platforms at, and and what are people using for them, and how successful or not successful have these projects been? So, um, it should be a di- it should be a good discussion.
1: Cool,
0: awesome. cool, yay.
1: So, Simone, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. What are you doing
0: this week? Yeah. I am preparing for PAX East. Um, I'm working on a video before I go just about bringing kids to conventions and um, different perspectives on that. People who started bringing their kids to conventions when they were teens versus Nicole, who brought Anna when she was a baby and she's now two. Uh And – um. Ways that parents can prepare for that and what they can expect. And then I'll be leaving on Monday night. I'll be coming to Boston. Taking the red eye. Uh, so it's I'm miserable
1: here, by the way. I've got to y- tell you, you don't want to I be here in Boston. I am so yeah.
0: sad. Yeah. My mom has been texting me like, they got how many inches of snow? Wear your snow boots. I had a dream that I forgot to pack warm clothes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I parked on the street yesterday when I was going to NPR and I didn't even have to pay at the meter because it was completely buried in snow. Oh <gasps> like That's how <laughs> that's how crazy it is here in Boston.
0: Uh, so if I at least I know my the only thing that's keeping me from freaking out right now is the knowledge that I, I know quite a few people there. Like if I get stranded somewhere, I can probably call someone to come get me and take care of me. But I fully expect to be dead in a snowbank by next week. Whoa. Um, so this will be my episode last episode.
1: This got dark. <laughs> this got really Seconds dark to last. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: you know, slow, inevitable march towards death, just like with the lack of transparency in SSL. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what are you doing this week, Brianna? <laughs> I am.
1: So I am flying to a college tomorrow to meet with students and speak about students because that's valuable to someone for some reason. I can't imagine because I was the world's Meh. worst student. I was terrible. I was such a bad student, like in high school and elementary school. Worse college, I mm. was just the worst. So the irony of them like paying me money to come speak at a college is just really funny to me. I so so. Um, Love it. I'm going to be going to. to do that uh and um i'm also going to be going to uh gdc immediately after that i'm going to be speaking at gdc i'm really excited i'm going to be um you know having meetings with a ton of people including uh microsoft about their hololens uh also oculus i've got a couple meetings Ah, with them um i'm meeting with um i probably shouldn't talk about that there's gonna be some stuff in the paper (laughs) about one of my meetings soon uh and then i'm coming back for Pax East, which I'm really excited yeah, about, yeah. and then guys, we have not talked about this. I am going on the world's most well-deserved vacation in <gasps> history. No, so Woo-hoo! I will be. I will be down at uh, Disney from uh from Friday until like two weeks after that. Oh so, my god, that's
0: amazing! Yeah, I've
1: earned it. I've earned it. Ah. So yeah, well, uh, I'm yeah. not going to miss Rocket. Yeah, like we'll come back. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Cool.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so happy for you. Okay. Yeah. I need, so, Brianna, I where break. can we find you online? Uh, sorry, I just totally interrupted no, 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 you. Good. It's cool. <laughs> We're ending it now. We're ending! It's been an hour and 30 minutes. Our <laughs> no, I want to keep you guys now. here for another 45 minutes. All okay, right. Brianna, where can we find you online? People people
1: can find me on the Twitter machine at SpaceCatGal.
0: Okay. Christina, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at Film underscore Girl. Okay. Me, myself, Simone de Rochefort. You can find me at Doom Quasar on Twitter. And it Pixel up yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, good night.